What's up, everybody? This is Stick Football. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at Bleacher Report. Joining me every Friday morning, my boy Mello. And we have a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. There's a lot going on this Friday. A lot. A lot going on. Yeah, Friday the 13th weekend. Uh, happy... Friday the thirteenth. Is that a, I, like a holiday? Do you wish? Sure, salt over your shoulder. Best of luck. Avoid the cats. Don't walk under any ladders. Don't break any mirrors. Step any cracks. Break I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I was wondering <laughs> how long it would take for one of us to say that. Not very long. I uh, bet we're like forty-three seconds. Yeah, I was going to say like thirty seconds in, and already happens. Uh, we have a fun show for you tonight. Uh, we are going to talk about the supplemental draft, the flag football league, uh, all these players. Troublemakers. Troublemakers. Hooligans. Knuckleheads. Uh, And then uh, we're going to finish this GOATS list because we were off last week. We're on vacation. That's why we had the the best of top five. So tonight we're just going to go 81 to 99 with our GOATS listing. Just get this shit done so we can move on because, oh, it's almost college football season. It is. We're getting closer. It's almost August. We're starting to look at schedules. It's got me a little bit excited. Yeah. Doing schedules tonight for six football College football, traveling, very excited. The other thing I'm excited about, uh, I've heard, there's a rumor, that you are going to be giving away to a lucky listener a game-worn, maybe autographed, stick-to-football t-shirt. Yep, got it on right now, pouring some sweat into these pits. Some sweat and some natty. Yeah, and it's going to be all yours for one of our lucky listeners. So hit us up if you want it, either at the stick-to-football page or just at me at Mellow Esquire on Twitter.com. I'm going to give this shirt away to one of our listeners. I feel kind of tacky wearing a shirt that is for the podcast that I do. So I thought that I, if you follow me on Snapchat at NFL Draft Scale, let's just plug ourselves here. That's, ooh. <laughs> we'll do that later with just the tip that way. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, promote <laughs> ourselves. There you go. I felt really douchey wearing it. It's like, I feel, it'd be like if you were in a band and you right, wore your right. band's t shirt. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So, like, I need to get a Simpson Lefko t-shirt. Right. It's different if it's, like, your football team that you're playing for. That's okay. Like, you just get the free shirts or whatever. But I don't know. I just felt weird. I'll wear the hell out of my stick-to-football bracelet. Yeah. But the t-shirt seemed like like too much for me. And I like my BR, like, hoodie a lot. Because it was uh, contraband. (laughs) Can't get those anyway. Those are uh, three limited. (laughs) Three. No, we actually have an extra one now, if anybody's interested. Uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know that we I recently bought a house. It was an old house. It was renovated. I bought it about a month ago. We just got home from vacation. Some weird shit's been happening. You can get caught up on Twitter. We're going to talk about it eventually. But we want to do some football first. Because there is like, surprisingly a lot going on right now. This is what happens when we take a vacation. There's actually some football to talk about. In the middle of July, we just had the supplemental draft, and we had two guys actually get selected, which usually this thing just goes by and no one's selected. But Sam Beal is going to go number three overall to the, not overall, oh, oh, whoa. third round yeah. to the Giants. Yeah, and that's where we thought he would go. Uh, it was third round. Maybe the, for a little while there was talk of the second. Um, it, he's a good player. 6'1", 185 corner. They might have a need. Eli Apple. Yeah, who knows what production you're going to get out of him. There's a dead dude dude in his freezer. You know, I mean, that's just like things are a little weird at the corner (laughs) position for the Giants right now. So just apparently every corner because there are some other ones that have some trouble. But you're right. Sam Beal, he's behind for now, but he can come into camp and hopefully get some reps. He's probably going to play all four preseason games. Just get him in there, see what he can do. And then maybe they got a lot of need at corner. Dude could see some action in his rookie. I think you're hoping that the return on investment is good, that you spent a third on a guy who could have been a first if he had played college football this year. And honestly, third-round picks miss all the time anyway. So really, what are you yeah. losing here? Maybe maybe if he would have stayed, he drops in the draft. But who knows? Maybe he could have risen to be a first-rounder. Yeah. We both really liked what we saw. I know Connor really liked him too. So there's something to his game. Taking him in the third round, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, other pick, Adonis Alexander, went in the sixth round to the Washington Redskins. So it was an NFC East-dominated supplemental draft. Yeah, all those Fueled fans excitement. just watching. Just loaded with anticipation. Uh, Adonis Alexander was a really good player for Virginia Tech, but everyone I talked to was like, stay away. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. Failed drug test, and it was like a big deal that he passed his drug test before the supplemental draft. It's like, oh, he passed. 
It's like uh, when and my th- daughter finally b- got her driver's license. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my god, god. I passed. <laughs> D, D minus. minus. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was a huge deal. And for Adonis Alexander, it was kind of that same. We've talked about it before. He's a bit of a bit of knucklehead. That's what I'm going with. I'm calling him all knuckleheads. Yeah, it's safe. It's a safe word. Yeah, you can just say it that. Uh, speaking of knuckleheads, I don't know which side you come down on with this thing. I assume that you've seen the Pac-Man Jones airport fight. I've seen it a million times. I can't get enough of it, actually. I don't know if you've watched it yet, but I love it. Because at first, I see it come across across Twitter that Pac-Man Jones gets into a fight at an airport. And I think, oh, this son of a bitch is starting shit again. Same. I got the alert on my phone. It was like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm watching it right now again. Not the case this time. Some dude at the airport starts talking shit to him. And like smacked him in the back of the head. And then pushes him into a wall. Well, when you do that shit, you're going to catch some fists from Pac-Man. And that's what happened. Because Pac-Man stood up for himself. He's not getting any charges for this. The other dude gets fired. And here's the deal. Pac-Man is a lot smaller than this dude he's squaring (laughs) up against. He is. You think NFL player trying to fight somebody else. You just picture him. reverse. Even if you know who Pac-Man is, you still like picture a big guy and a little guy and, and the big guy's the NFL guy. And he works this dude. Yeah, he catches him once pretty good yeah. from the ground while also fighting off his girlfriend who's trying right. to hold him back. You can just hear and her the guy's screaming. Like TSA or yeah, something. He's like a bag checker or he's something. Got a, he's he's a, got an orange vest on. Yeah. Man. I don't know if you had the chance to look at his mug shot yet, though, because this dude got arrested. No, no, no the other the guys. Dude. How to get his mug shot from his hospital bed. That, man, if you're ever going to fuck somebody up, like, you know what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Your mug shot, you're getting stitches. Like, if I'm that dude, I'm I'm begging them to just wait. Let me stand up against the wall. Yeah. Do no. something. Don't let I'm me get my mug shot in the hospital man, bed. It's finally the other way around. Finally, it's catching a him. break. <laughs> just finally. Uh, Brandon Browner, though. Not catching a break. I hope not. If it's true, let's just, a, let's just, we're going to talk about Brandon Browner and LaShawn McCoy. And I'm going to keep saying this because people, I tweeted about it. People can't fucking read or don't read if this is true. We don't right. know. We, we are know. full supporters of innocent until proven guilty. Right. But on the other hand, you got to talk about it when you've been arrested for attempted murder and false imprisonment and all kinds of other stuff. And pistol whipping your girlfriend to the point where she's got blood all over her. Yeah. So if all of this is true, those two dudes can burn in hell. And Brandon is not prison good. Time. So it, I, when this all happened, you and I were together. We were in D.C. And I said to you, say what? The one thing that pisses me off is that like the LaShawn McCoy thing comes out. Right. And everyone's talking about it. But all they talk about is, oh, his career or yeah. oh, my fantasy team. Who gives a shit? Like if any of this is true, he should never. I don't care about football. I care about he shouldn't walk the streets. Right. Even it, if it's uh, one thing, if you beat your girlfriend, okay, go to jail. If you beat your dog the way she said, to where yeah. had kidney failure, go to jail. If you beat your kid for peeing in the bed, go to jail. For sure. Any of those things. And if it's all three of them, whew. Like he, we live in a community where a little girl was just murdered because she wouldn't put her pajamas on. You know? Like, I'm a little sensitive to this stuff still, Like as everyone should be. I, who fucking cares if he is your favorite player or plays for your favorite team or he was your first pick in your fantasy draft? None of that should matter. The NFL so messed up right now, though. I mean, you look at Jameis Winston, what he just did, which doesn't even compare to any of the allegations against the other two players. But he's only going to miss two games. Yeah. Tom Brady deflated some footballs, <laughs> and the dude missed one-fourth of the season. Yeah. Four games. Josh Brown was imprisoning his wife in their home and got one game. Yeah. Josh Gordon just likes to smoke weed. Right. I was going to say, like, don't That's all smoke he's done weed, wrong, though. He smokes weed. Can't do that. So RG is yeah. going to come down on you pretty hard. I mean, if you want to do some shit and not get in trouble as an NFL player, you should just, I'm not going to say what you, I don't, <laughs> those words can't come out of my mouth, but just do something. Have a crime against a woman as an NFL player. That They're going to let you get away with it. Don't yeah. smoke weed, though. No, no, you can't do it. Another thing that's coming up, though, is this flag football league. transition. <laughs> I don't think any of them have caused any problems yet, although I think Mike Vick is one of their, like, figureheads. Yeah. Is this league sustainable? What do you think? What are your thoughts on it? I tried watching it the other day. I couldn't. It's rough play, but honestly, I like it. It's football, so it's... The thing they have going for them, obviously, it's like the less contact. You're not getting helmet-to-helmet tackling, so parents are going to love it. Yeah. I love the fact that it's in the summer. 
Because if they keep doing it right now, this time of year, I will watch it. I don't care who's I also playing. like that it's like a throwback. It's like a throwback Thursday where it's like, oh, shit, that's Seneca Wallace. Yeah, you see yeah, a quarterback that, running around, and you're like, Javid Best? 15, pretty athletic. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy doing? Yeah. Oh, that's Seneca Wallace. I remember you at Iowa State. Yeah, you get guys like Ocho Cinco out there doing it. So I love that, too. I I, I like want it. it to work. More football is good for me. Like One of my favorite things about playing football was actually seven-on-seven seven camps. And they blew up after I stopped playing. It's a huge thing now. But going to a seven-on-seven seven tournament where you could just dominate because we didn't have an offensive line when I played. So seven on seven was your jam. Yeah. Could you letter in seven on seven? That would have been great. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, we didn't even have seven on seven when I played. Well, you ran like the we triple, ran triple option I mean, anyway, well, so it worked. We ran the flex bone and still went to seven on yeah. seven camps. So we did jamboree where it was like, hey, pussy, put on a helmet or you're going to take some free hits. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. okay. This is great. But I, I like the flag football league. I, I hope that they can get some backers, and it's on the NFL Network, so apparently the NFL supporting it. Yeah, they've been tweeting about it. You keep showing this motherfucker in July. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, let's do this GOATS list because because there are a lot, a lot of, them. of them. And they're good numbers this week. They but are. we need to be done with it. Yep. Um, I'm kind of over it. I know we should probably promote our segments <laughs> uh, a little bit better. I'm super excited yeah. about it. But, man, I'm ready for this thing to end. I'm tired of looking at people and being like, oh, what number did he Let's wear? Let's just do them in blocks of five. And if something stands out, we'll talk about it. Okay, go okay. for it. 81, T.O., crybaby. 82, John Taylor, greatest slant route runner ever. <laughs> 83, I was torn, Andre Reed or Anthony Miller, the charger, not the Memphis player. Although, although I think he also, he also wore 83. 83. 84, very tough for me. Antonio Brown or Randy Moss. Then at 85, my favorite tight end of all time, Brent Jones. That's a good one. Um, none of them really stand out for me. I think you kind of hit well, it. Well, you on did that. most of my list this week. I appreciate that. I did. I was working my little ass <laughs> off this week, coming back off vacation. I got a little interesting with my picks, number 81. I also went with Randy Moss because that is the number he wore with the Patriots. <laughs> That's and he number. dominated that year, and I wanted to use someone else for 84. Number 82, my favorite tight end of all time, Jason Witten. Doesn't get any better than that. Number 83, talk about going over the middle and slant routes, Wes Welker. That's a good one. 84, this dude held the catch record for a single season for a long time and played in the era with Jerry Rice. Herman Moore. Love that dude. One of your favorite all-time players. Yes, obviously. Number 85, Ocho Cinco. Chad when you Johnson. change your last name to your number. <laughs> to 85. Yeah, not 85. 85. No. <laughs> you deserve to be on the list. <laughs> Almost, Chad. But those are my guys. I thought that was a pretty easy list. Pretty Got easy. some Hall of Famers And on we've tried to not overlap. So right, that's, right. that's an important thing is we don't want to both just go 81. Because I hate it. To, yeah, I hate overlap. I know you do. <laughs> Talk to some, never mind. 86. Since they talk to your ex wife. <laughs> I'm going to hell. 86. Hunter Henry. He's eventually going to play and we're going to see it. It's going to be great. Really good when he is on the yeah. field, kind of like your next guy. 87. Gronk. Do you know he has a monster energy drink and I want to try it, but I'm afraid of what it will do to me? Just make you dance like crazy or all night. Take my shirt off. I'm going to Hulk out and make 69 jokes. So it'd just be like you amplified. It, Maybe for the the birthday party we got next week when the intern comes to town, we'll do it. Just drink two monsters, and that's what it'd be like. Oh my god, I have a heart attack. Eighty eight. Uh, I hate Michael Irvin, so I'm not putting him on my list. I want Marvin Harrison. I don't care if you shot somebody. I like you more than Michael Irvin. <laughs> Eighty nine. Ditka. I just had a Ditka pizza before we came here, just in honor. There of that. you go. And then ninety. I also was torn because we had the great Julius Peppers debate before, and then Jadavian Clowney. That's a good one. Uh, for me, starting with eighty six. Heinz Ward, guy went from playing quarterback to being one of the best Steelers receivers ever. And then number 87, we talked about him last week, Ed McCaffrey. Loved watching Love him opposite Ed. of Rod Smith. Those two made John Elway. He was a niner. Number 88, another great tight end, Tony Gonzalez, probably the best chief ever. Ooh, Ooh. him or Derek Thomas. That's a good one. That's tough. No, people should leave that in their iTunes review this week. Greater Chief. They always come at us for our numbers anyway, and somebody yeah. will be like, oh, Michael Irvin's the greatest. So just no, Michael Irvin's week. the greatest at stabbing somebody in the neck with a pair of scissors. <laughs> or yelling and me not knowing what he's talking about. Cocaine. Yeah, usually. Like your boy Johnny Cash. Yeah. 89. Number 89, 
Steve Smith. I oh, love that dude. Tough, That's another little tough. guy that you just don't want to fuck with. Like Steve Smith's probably the toughest NFL player to ever play. Like pound for pound? Or yeah. just <laughs> blanket statement, the toughest ever. <laughs> yeah. And then number 90, I wanted to put Julius Peppers on there, but I also didn't want to leave out a guy that we talked about, Neil Smith. So baseball I went swing. Of One of the greatest sack celebrations ever, which oh, I think yeah. is a flag now. I think if you go to a knee to celebrate, I think you're right. I mean, the NFL is all about you not going on a knee, pretty much. So don't do it. Just, <laughs> they will not no allow knees. it. You can't even kneel on a touchback anymore. <laughs> Fair catch. Like, <laughs> That's what not it's going to be. Go to a knee. Like the rules committee yeah. next. Like, no, quarterbacks yeah. don't kneel at the end no, of the no, no, game. No, no, no. Just, you just tell us. Yeah, and we'll run the clock. I'm just going to. I'm down. <laughs> Hand just lay it to down. A running back. Lay down. Yeah. Can you just put your hand over your heart? That's <laughs> we're good with this. <laughs> do not kneel the ball down. Uh, <laughs> I, every week we have this talk about this is not a political podcast. And then I do something and turn it around. <laughs> yeah, you went on your rant about how we're not going to talk politics, which is fine with me because I don't really even do it anyway unless I'm just joking. <laughs> but you keep bringing it up. 91, Leslie O'Neill. Look him up if you don't know him. I think he's top five all-time in sacks. Is he a charger? He was a charger. Yep, back in the day. 92, Michael Strahan, who I like a lot more now than I did when he played. He's a really good TV personality, yeah. and his suits are pretty nice, and they're reasonably. They are. They are, they are nice. 93, one of my favorite players uh, probably from yep. growing up, John Randall. 94, DeMarcus Ware. 95, Richard Dent, because you took my 95. Really? That surprises yeah. me. Uh, 91 for me, Kevin Green. I love me some Steelers linebackers. I'm surprised there's not more of them on my list. Like, really, I could have taken up, like, every spot. Yeah. Number 92, the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Who also went 91. I almost did it. I almost put him in 91. I don't remember him as 91. That's what the Hall of Fame website said. All right. I'm with you. Whatever. 93, Dwight Freeney in that spin move. Number 94, underrated guy, San Francisco 49er, Justin Smith. Great player. From Missouri. Underrated. Yeah. Great player. And then number 95, another one of my favorites growing up, Greg Lloyd who's a shithead of a person, but I loved watching him play. Was he really? Yeah. His son doesn't even like talk to him. Oh. He's Greg Lloyd Jr. I think he's dead. Oh, I hope not. I feel bad now that I said it. I think he is. I'm looking at him. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, nope, he's a live shit. Good deal. Sorry. I'm All sorry, right. Greg Lloyd. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's a fun game to play. <laughs> is he dead? Alive or dead? <laughs> I'm, I'm admittedly the worst at that. Like, someone will talk about a celebrity, and I'm like, I think they're dead. Nope. You and Connor can work your cash or trash on the midweek show now as a new Dead or alive. And we'll do dead or alive on Friday. There we go. That way we don't offend anyone. Uh, Let's do dead or alive. I like that one. Uh, 96, Cortez Kennedy. Dead or alive. (laughs) Alive? I don't know. I don't know either, but he seems like one of those guys. He's on the fence. 97, Bryant Young. Alive. 98, Julian Peterson, 99, LeVon Kirkland. I'm not giving Warren Sapp any credit I'm on this not podcast. He's definitely, him. definitely not making my list. Number 96, I was getting itch there. I had to get some Texas guys on here. Brian Robinson, who has had a very long NFL career. 12 years at this point. So kudos to you, man. Number 97, I couldn't pick and I couldn't tell them apart. So I went with <laughs> Nick and Joey Bosa at Ohio State. <laughs> I Google pictures of them. I don't know which one's which. I think Joey had more of a mullet. I don't know. I, don't I cannot know. tell. They could be twins. I just, I don't know. Number 98, again, Texas boys, Casey Hampton. Great. And number 99, I'm going to end the list with Jason Taylor. Underrated player there, too. He was. I Tall, lean, pass rusher. Good looking guy. Probably could have done more if he would have been on a different team. All right. That's our GOATS list. Uh, you guys can let us know where we messed up. Or if you have any recommendations for our next goods list, oh my god, I don't know if I want to do another one next summer. Let's do the 100 we'll do greatest something different college players of all time or something. Ranking yeah. all of them might yeah. be tough. That's what I want to do next summer. Off the top of my head, Archie Griffin's one. He's a two-time Heisman winner. I think Tim Tebow might be one. Oh shit, he's probably. I top can't. Five. I don't want to say that, like, but I do, think it's true. Is he a two-time national champ? Yeah, and like his touchdowns, like three-time SEC champ. Yeah. Charles Woodson's top five. Charlie Ward might be. I don't know. I, just, yeah. you know, I went Charles to Charlie. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. How high does he go? Is it not on my list? No? No. All righty. Welcome back. It's time for top fives. And because it is Friday the 13th weekend, 
insert sound here. I'm not the sound effects guy. You are. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever done that one. (laughs) You know, like Friday the movies. It's Halloween. You're going to scare yourself. (laughs) This is what's going to happen. Okay, well, let's get into that because that is exactly what happened to me last night. We talked about doing top five things that scare us. So I'm racking my brain, laying there in my bed over what scares me. Number five for me was just thinking of all the shit that scares me. I was terrified laying in my bed last night. Could you barely live alone. That's sleep. important to note. Yeah, at all. Because I'm sitting there thinking what scares me. So all the shit was running through my head. So preparing you're for this the only podcast. parent who asked their kids to come sleep with them because you're scared. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. normally it's daddy, I'm scared. If I if I'm home alone, I will freak myself out and with one of these top four things on my list. Yeah. But when my kids are there, I can always chalk up noises to like, oh, that's just them. So yeah. I sleep better when they're there. So yeah, it's Friday the thirteenth weekend, so we wanted to do something along the lines of that. But also, this is relevant because my house is haunted. I'm sitting at home yesterday, alone, home alone. Doors are all locked, garage doors are closed. And I live in a like a two-story split house, right? So like the, the garage and basement are one level, and then the it's like a multi-level. Yeah. So I hear a door shut. You know, the old house, door shut hard. And then I hear someone walking, you know, the old a horse, right? It's a horse. Yapping. <laughs> Headless horseman. Yeah. That's what it was. I figured it out. And I don't believe in ghosts. But scared the shit out of me. So my gun is not loaded, and I didn't want to go to my bedroom because that's where they might be. So I grabbed my like <laughs> pocket knife, which is like a five-inch blade, open it, and you know, do the old I'm checking every room in this goddamn house. Uh nope. no one was there. And then later that day, I drive to get my son from daycare. My Jeep had, I should say, had been parked in my garage where I thought ought I heard the door open and someone walking around. Where the ghost lives. And so drive to get little man from daycare, walk it outside. And he goes, hey, who's that in the Jeep? No one is in the fucking Jeep. No one, because we're burning it. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's now for sale along with my house. So if you're interested in a Jeep Wrangler or a four-bedroom house, let me know. It's got a kick-ass uh, treehouse. It does. Big we're, backyard, great Matt kitchen. is currently sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I'm living in that treehouse <laughs> because my house is haunted. So number five on my list is real haunted houses, which I'm still not sure I believe in, but... I didn't sleep last night. I don't know where I stand on the whole our ghost real thing, but I kind of want to believe in it. I want to believe that this is Dan fucking with me. Right. Yeah. And I think I said that on Twitter even. It's like every time something happens, that's what I want to chalk it up to. Be like, oh, oh yeah. Right old, after he died, do you remember Dan? we were sitting around like it was the day after yeah. he died. We were sitting around trying to cope with everything and my TV just completely shut down. We're like, oh, there he goes. Um, did you read the Dear David thing on Twitter? I did. I got through until it was like oh, two thirds of it. Right. I it think, was clearly being set up for yes. promotion. This is Dear Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not like, fake. Take a picture in your attic and see like a face. Well, and I'm then, not going to buy a doll and cave its head in to make people think my house is haunted. Spoiler alert. You just make a mold <laughs> of his big head. We should have done a life mask. I don't know what that is. Yeah, we saw the Abe Lincoln one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we should have done, but that would. I can't even time. look at the shirt that we have with his face on it. it. Creeps me out. Number four, speaking of things that creep you out, are creepy kids. When my kids were younger, they are five and four now. But when they were like two and three, scared the shit out of me. They scared say the shit out of me weird shit all the time, and <laughs> I have to work with kids now. It's a little different when they're ten, but when you're holding like an, a toddler, trying to get her to go back to sleep bouncing her rocking her and then she looks behind you and says hi in a pitch Mm-mm. black room Mm-mm. no kids Sorry, freak me out beer. so just no. like your son saying oh who's in the jeep i don't know what it is about kids i know somebody on twitter was like oh they're more sensitive to seeing that shit that person told me to get a priest as well by yeah, the way they, they creep me out and any scary movie that has to deal with a kid no sixth sense no checking out that one's a little different the conjuring because spoiler alert <laughs> Bruce Willis is the ghost, not the kid. Ooh. The Conjuring, I think, was one. There's yeah. one like the Omen that was scared Damien. me. Damien. Damien the Omen. Have you seen Poltergeist? Yes. Where you at on The Exorcist? I've seen all of them. Okay. That Good. one. 
I remember reading the Amityville book when I was pretty young. Way too young to have been reading that book. Yeah. And I didn't sleep for a long time. I also read Helter Skelter when I was pretty young and then was convinced that I saw Charles Manson in my bedroom. <laughs> that will ruin sleeping forever, basically. The Exorcism movie doesn't really scare me because, like, demons and the devil don't scare me. Okay. They don't. I, I They don't me either because I don't believe in any of it. So... Number four, which is weird. I don't believe in any of them, but all my list is about them. Exorcism scared the shit out of me. Like the process. The of. process. And because um, I'm, hey, whatever works for you guys works for you guys. We grew up very religious and at times we're in a uh, a cult. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was very uh The FBI Pentecostal? didn't label them or no, anything. No, we didn't have guns. But it was a cult. Yeah. We were guns away We from didn't them. live in Waco is the only reason. Because we were just north. Yeah. Like, that's just it. a little. Just, <laughs> when I say Waco, I can think it's my acronym joke. And I don't want to tell nope, it. But it's so it's funny. So, so exorcisms scare me. And also they scare me because like you're killing people who are just like epileptic. And, but you're trying to cast demons yeah, out of Yeah, sometimes it's just of, like a mental illness thing. Maybe just feed them and medicate them and they'd be okay. Right. Get them out of the closet that you've been locking them in. Yeah. Get some food in that belly. Shower them up. But Boom, new person. I've YouTubed some exorcisms Exactly, before, I have too. And you get these sweet 11, 12, 13-year-old girls who start speaking like yeah. Hebrew. Fuck your mother, Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and like... <laughs> yeah, that scares the shit out of me too. Crosses are turning upside down. Because I, like when YouTube first came out, oh, it was the Wild West. You put anything on there. I watched an exorcism, thinking like, okay, at what point are they going to say it's fake? No, they're not. And they didn't. And it was in like Germania, Germany, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't understand anything that they were saying. But I also knew that, like, okay, he's saying one thing, and it sounds like this, and that's not the language she's using, which is weird as shit. Yeah, they start speaking, like, Latin and Creeps stuff. Me out. And you're like, ooh. And then they had the exorcism of Emily Rose, the movie. Yeah. Right? I watched the YouTube video of that the exorcism. Real. Holy shit. Yeah. That's some scary stuff. Not you want to not sleep on your Friday the 13th? Go ahead and watch that on YouTube. Yeah. Also, Reddit is a great place to, like, just scare the shit out of yourself. With all kinds of different things yeah. on there. We were going to do Top 5 Conspiracies this week. I have, I subscribe to Reddit Conspiracies. Oh, God. And now endless. I don't trust anything. <laughs> I don't trust the people in this room right now. <laughs> oh, we, we were in D.C. last week. The whole time I kept thinking, like, I can't say anything because I'm sure they're listening to my phone. Like, they're they're, listening they're to your plugged phone. in right now and everything that I'm saying I've There's got just that a guy Google, in an office listening. I got that Google Home speaker for my birthday. That's basically me saying that Google can listen to everything that happens in my house. Yeah. That's all that I learned that today. That's all that is. Maybe the ghost is somehow tied to your Google account. Ooh. It's a Gmail ghost. That's what the G stands for. Ghost mail. Ghost, <laughs> ghost mail. mail. Uh, number three for me, another thing that creeps me out is uh, I said demons and the devil and all that shit. Doesn't scare me, but what does is true crime. If I listen to a true crime podcast, I will be up for days. And any time there is a noise in my house at night, I have to get up and check it out. I can't just lay there and be like, oh, that's nothing. I have to get up. I have to look around. And then I'm up for like another hour just creeping myself out. I don't even know why I still listen to them. And true crime is my favorite thing away from football. I like listen it. to. Yeah, I love it. I listen to it on my drive a lot. I did this once uh, when the Super Bowl was in Houston. I, I told you guys I drove down there, and I drove down there at night. And I was listening to, I don't remember which one now, uh, scare the shit out of myself. Anytime I would stop to get gas, I would have to, like, inspect my Tahoe with a flashlight to like, make yeah, sure no one checking that in the back, back seat and whew, all your rear you know storage. No, I had everything. a truck at the time, so it was like somebody could have laid down in my truck bed. Yeah, and then just ridden with you. People a couple, couple miles down the road. like, what? And then they do like a Mission Impossible and climb into my window and cut my throat. And exactly. Just I'm break dead. out that driver's side window. And then yeah. in Texas, you throw me out in the desert. Mm -hmm. No one knows. No, no one finds you. RIP me. Number three, I also, like just said, listen to a lot of true crime. Mine right now, home invasions. And that's another like tying into the true crime that scares the shit out of me. I feel like we have a fair amount of them in this I know. area too. It happens all the time. You see it on like 
Facebook news or whatever. So it's gotta be real. That somebody got their house broken into. And I'm like, what the what shit? Have a nice house. I don't have the nicest house on the block, thankfully. Uh-huh. Because my shit would probably get stolen. I just have the most doors on the block. My house has more doors than any house should have. Entry points. That's right. That'll get you. I actually the other nine I keep by my pillow. (laughs) The other day I had I had freaked myself out so badly by listening to true crime podcast. I had to I researched an article of like what do people look for when they're robbing a house, and I was like I'm not going to do any of these things anymore. Like let my mail pile up. Oh. Leave lights on all the time because then that signals that like you're not there and you're just trying to yeah. throw the people off. So I don't do that anymore. Don't play your TV loud or leave it on at night because then they see it and they want it. I just leave my TV on all the time. Yep. You're setting yourself up. And it, there's windows right yep. there. Somebody's just casing you. I posted my treehouse on Instagram. People know you post everything now. on social media. You better be... A little more careful with that it's address, nice buddy. It's nice knowing you. Number I live two. At 23rd <laughs> Number two for me is maybe a little bit irrational, but I know that my boy Antha Oreo is on board with me here. Uh, I'm terrified of the ocean. It creeps me out because most of it is just we haven't even explored it. We've covered more parts of like the moon than we have of our own I don't ocean. think that's, that's no. fact. I, I know. <laughs> he's getting, he's getting we cheated. haven't been to the dark side of the moon, so we've got like half of it covered. Yeah. We have not covered half of the ocean. No, because trash covers it. Think so about that. We can't. But we've seen the trash. Is that true? I swear to you, we have not gone How? to... How have we not? It's so deep. Oh, you mean the depths of it? Oh, yeah. Surface okay, area. That's why I'm getting lost. I'm like, I feel like we've done that. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's why it's scary because okay. you don't know what the fuck's down there. I, Megalodon. I'm, I'm, now I'm with you. <laughs> Could treasure. Be alligators. There's treasure. There's Dirty. everything. So if the dinosaurs that, are if living. If that water is more than six feet deep, it terrifies me. You but, also cannot swim very well. No, I am. I would say I'm the worst swimmer in the world. I can do it, but yeah. it's very bad. That's a good way to put it. The people who can't swim, can't swim. Others right. who can, you're the worst. Yes. I, I can yeah. do it a little bit. Not very well. Yeah. So yeah. if my toes can't touch, I'm going to get a little uneasy in that water. I mean, the you people in this room. You water about 5'10", then. <laughs> they've been with you're me bobbing. when I've had to be, like, checking out of the ocean and be like, Nope. <laughs> Waves are too big. I don't know what's going on. I'm out. You guys have fun. I don't know what's in that water. I will sit on the beach by myself. Number two for me is not irrational. Uh, we've talked a lot before about the fact that you and I lived together uh, when we were younger. And we lived in this shitty house in a college town. Um, and it was old and it was dirty. And we didn't help that because we didn't own a vacuum. Uh, we threw away dishes a couple times instead of doing them. So what happened. That's probably a good idea. Was... Uh, Mama Mouse went in my closet and had babies. <laughs> she got fucked. Yeah, and as happens, had babies in my closet. Oh, so I'm bad. I'm terrified of mice now. I really don't I, like them. I think about them crawling on me when I'm asleep. Like, oh, if I see a worse. mouse, that's my thought. It's like, oh, no, that's crawling on me when I'm asleep. Sometimes if I see something out of the corner of my eye, my mind automatically goes to, like, that's a mouse. Yeah. Fuck. And it's probably because the house that we lived in, not a fan of mice. I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of them, but I'm not going to be like trying to catch one or anything like that. No, no, no. Like the other night I had like a, a cricket or something on my back and my girlfriend freaked out. I was like, how's a cricket on you? And I just knocked it off and just grabbed it by the leg, threw it outside. It's a bug. Who fucking cares? If that had been a mouse, I would have kicked that motherfucker like <laughs> Justin Tucker. Like it would, I would have bounced his ass off the wall. Sorry, PETA. I was going to say, I don't want PETA coming at us. I'll, I'll fuck up a mouse. When we were kids, we had a mouse at our parents' house, and it was just us. Our parents had gone away on, like, a date or something. So it was just us boys there, and I don't know if you remember this. A mouse had got stuck, like, trapped in the bathtub. I do remember this. And we were like, how the fuck are we going to get this thing out of the bathtub? Because it just kept running up the side. The like, it was fucking Tony Hawk on a half yeah. pipe. It just couldn't get out. <laughs> And then we took care of it. <laughs> we took, <laughs> took care of it. <laughs> Not like nurtured it. No, no, we took but care we, of it. We handled the problem. On an unrelated note, as a kid, did you ever spray a bathtub with hairspray and then throw a match in? <laughs> On an unrelated. <laughs> Completely. I wasn't going to say it. Note. <laughs> I hate mice. <laughs> I hate them. And my, don't do that, by the way, because no, it will. You'll burn your house down. It will. 
<laughs> if you have a ghost, do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it later. I hope my insurance agent isn't listening to this, but yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> for now, for top five. Number one thing that I am terrified is... This is so To me, it's not irrational, but to everyone else, they're like, what? You're afraid of this thing? I'm terrified of birds. So much to the fact that our buddy Port Cat actually got me a bumper sticker that says, (laughs) I'm looking at it right now, if it flies, it dies. And this is going on my vehicle. (laughs) I hate birds, any of them. It could be the smallest of birds. That's the thing. We were just on vacation, and like a, a sweet little like sparrow flew in front of you, and you were like Ugh, freaking like, out. I hate like, it. I don't know. I mean, you're you're a little bigger than me, and you're like getting behind me because of birds flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I, you were afraid of like pterodactyls. No, I if, or like hawks. If it is a bird, if it can be classified as a bird, I don't like it. How are you with turkeys then? Flightless birds. That's interesting. <laughs> or like an ostrich. Oh, fuck those things. They're big. Like my size. <laughs> an emu. No, yeah, I'm not I'm not messing with that. But like a I think I'd be good with a penguin. What is your least favorite bird? Uh like a turkey vulture. Uh, oh. Those things are ugly. Yeah, they are. They're big. I thought it'd be like a crow. Oh, you might yeah, you might be right. I watched the stands way are. too many times to not be afraid of crows. Vulture's got that bald head and that long neck. Yeah, but crows are everywhere. I kept trying to catch him at pigeon in Just D.C. Squawking and he was like not having it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of this lady that's like catching birds in Central Park? No. Oh, my God. I want to meet her because she's like feeding birds. It looks like at a park. And then you can see her hand like creeping towards it. And she just snatches these little motherfuckers off the ground. I'm not done yet. And then she puts them in a bag. <laughs> That's New York for you. And she's just got like a little to-go bag with like three birds a in it. A sack of birds. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service, bird lady. <laughs> <laughs> just collect them and take them home. Yeah. Uh, she's taking care of that problem. <laughs> you need you. You say you're never getting married again. You get you a bird lady. I'm $10,000 richer. She's like 70, but... Uh, Love doesn't know age. It's just a number. Uh, number one on my list, uh, I am terrified of falling. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. Like, I mean, I, I fly 25 times a year. No problem. Tall floors in a hotel. Cool. Uh, we've gone on top of high buildings. I'm okay. You get me on top of a six or eight foot ladder, though, hands <laughs> start sweating. I'm so afraid of just falling. Like, height is cool. Uh, but we went to the Hoover Dam. Yeah. The idea that I could fall over that ledge. That's big. It's big dam. That's what she said. And I don't like it. I don't like falling. Uh-huh. I've never fallen before either. So I don't know why. I'm with you on the Hoover Dam. That was it was kind of nerve wracking to be standing there staring down at something so far away. The six to eight foot ladder. <laughs> that's a little different. I'm I'm good with ladders. And I mean, I recently had to climb a 14 foot one to help our dad do something, and it just takes me like a little bit to acclimate to it. And then I'm fine. But yeah, that, that's growing true. up, they had that fucking Jesus ladder, is what we called it. Not we didn't call it a fucking Jesus ladder. We <laughs> called it a Jesus ladder. <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, but it was like I believe that he made this as his first project as a carpenter, <laughs> yeah, our Jesus. Lord and Savior, yeah. not our dad. <laughs> and it was uneven. And there's like I'm. I mean I'm like pushing two bills here. I mean this ladder's not holding me real well. Uh, wasn't great. So I think that's where my fear comes from. Probably so. I, I haven't fallen off many buildings, but I'm I'm kind of <laughs> with you. Like rickety bridges that you have to walk across. Those scare me. What about driving across bridges? Like no, we drove across that. that one in uh, Annapolis. It gets me a little bit, not the falling, but the water under it. <laughs> okay. That I am afraid of. Because I told you when we were driving, like if we go off the edge of this, I'm dead. Yeah. You're you not saving swim. me. I'm not a strong enough swimmer to handle. So the movie The Mothman <laughs> Prophecies is like our worst nightmare where like the hole in the bridge happens, you know, and like cars just. <laughs> Going down in the water. I don't remember that one. <laughs> People are dying. But I remember that bridge in like Minnesota that just collapsed. This was based on that. And like just, yeah, yeah. The people going in. All right, we're back and it's time to play a little Just the Tip. I look forward to this every week. Hopefully you guys do too. This is where you can send in your questions to us. We will answer them even though I am legally obligated to tell you that we are not professionals in many fields. 
but also professionals in a lot of fields. Yeah. So just, you <laughs> I know, mean, I'm a teacher. You went to paramedic school. Right. So education, well, medical, we got you. We've also been drinking a little bit. We've so also we will been divorced start off a little bit. So, so experience. What's up? We got knowledge is experience. Uh, oh, I want to read this first one because this, <laughs> I didn't submit this, but I think I probably could have. My brother's new girlfriend asked me how many girls he's been with. How do I handle this? You tell him to break up with her. <laughs> She's crazy. I don't hate. Oh, wait, you're saying you didn't submit this. No, I did not. But. Yeah, no, she sounds, gone. She gone. And that's just a weird question. I would lie to her. I know a lot of times we say honesty is the best policy. Just lie yeah, to be her. be honest with your brother. Say, hey, she's asking questions about you behind your back. And then just, like, Deuces. tell her. Like, I don't know, like, two. Yeah. Whatever his actual number is. Ooh, just go Colton from The Bachelorette. Say none. Yeah. None. He's he's waiting he's for waiting. the first heart. Not marriage. Yeah. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. Good for you, Colton Underwood. We love you. I think that's how you play it. Okay, Brooks Gwynn asked us, and this is uh, this one's going to take some time. Best songs for a wedding reception. We have build ourselves as experts in this field connoisseurs of connoisseurs my favorite song and here's the deal it no two weddings are the same trust me i've had two of them they weren't the same 100 uh, <laughs> percent. it depends the on same. the atmosphere but i think the greatest wedding reception song is shout i am on board with you because that plays at any anything it doesn't matter if you're like a conservative family that doesn't want to drink you still get your ass on that dance floor. Hey, hey, hey. Or if you're partying and drinking it up, you're going to get your ass on that dance floor. It's a great song. Anytime shout comes on. And it's easy to dance to. You don't have to be great with the feet. I'll tell you one thing, though. I hate is songs that tell you how to dance. Oh, As a white guy, I appreciate those songs. I hate them. As a mover and a shaker, mm -hmm. I want to do my thing. Don't tell me what to do. I'll figure it out. Two steps this time. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Yeah, I hate that is, song. Is that the Cupid Shuffle one? Yes. I don't know. I hate that I can't song. Remember what they're I don't called. do it. I refuse to do it. It's stupid. Yeah? Don't play it. What I when I was in my early 20s, it became like the big thing where you had like like Soldier Boy and all that, where there was like you if you dance to the song, you gotta know a dance. I'm like, no, I don't have the fucking time for it. I this. know you yeah, you're not in touch with that uh genre of music. Yeah. There's Still one thing. that came out this week, and you uh, have for to a know, Drake song that you like. There's a dance with it. That's the and there's a challenge ever. of people doing the dance. Russell Wilson did it. You should check it out. He fucking sucked, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to check it out. What is your go-to reception song? I then? would say the one that came into my mind was Genuine Pony. Mm. Do some grinding. Huh? Yeah. Find you a lucky little lady, mm. maybe one of the bridesmaids or grandma. There you go. Somebody did that at my wedding. Irresponsible guy. Don't know who it was. He had a bottle of Boone's Farm in his hand. I know that. <laughs> and a garter belt on his head. It was me. <laughs> there was money stuffed in that garter belt. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't, you know, just have fun. Like, I, I agree. Don't do like the chicken dance. No. There's one. It seems like our group, our friend group had like a span where everyone was getting married. Yeah, and the song, worked. We Are Family. Would be like the first song that they would play at the reception. I remember this. Delete that song from YMCA, like Spotify, and it. everything. I don't like that one. You like YMCA? That's like said, the only song that I think you can dance to. That like they're not telling you what to do. You just kind of know the movements. Yeah, I but think I'll, good group. Like, don't do the like. I mean, you I need loved one first. sad song. Yeah, <laughs> right. You need one. And then yeah. just no. Or how about the one, the country song that everybody's using for their wedding now? It's like that. Ryan song? No, Thomas Rhett. The Marry guy? Me song that's yeah. about like your. The dude showing up to his ex's wedding yeah. just getting fucking tanked. Right. And then crying It's not a wedding sleep. song. It's no, a it breakup not. song or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's miserable and he's watching yeah. someone else get married. It's not a sweet Our song. Our buddy Ryan Hurd's song, uh, Diamonds Are Twine. There you go. That's, that's what I would play. I went to a wedding a long time ago, and they did their first dance to the John Mayer song, uh, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. What? Right? It's like, did you look at the did lyrics? You read Have the you lyrics? heard the song? We get your slow dancing, and it's hot in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> not what he's talking about. Nope, not at all. Mm. So might want to double check those I lyrics. I one, and I lost it. 
That happens. We're getting old habits. Next one here. Coming to Kansas City from South Dakota for a concert at Arrowhead with some college friends, a group of eight 22-year-olds. Yikes. Looking for some ideas on where to eat, drink, Friday night and Saturday before the concert. Any suggestions? FYI, we are staying downtown near Power and Light. How many polo shirts and boat shoes do you own? All if the answer is all of them, go to Power and Light. It's, I don't like it. I'm just too old for it now. It's very crowded, and it's it's overplayed now. Yeah. Uh, Westport seems to be the new hot-in-the-streets place to go Westport's to. Westport's hot in the street. I like, you just, again, it depends on what you want. Do you want, like, chill bars where there's a lot of unique, eclectic people, or do you want to pop your collars, have your white belt tucked into your American Eagle shorts, and go, you know, smash, then go to Power and Light? If you're 22, you probably want to go to Power and Light. Yeah. Probably. Like, I'm 30, but if I were 22... Yeah, I'd probably go. That's Power and Light. Probably. I'm just saying. So as a group of 22-year-olds... Yeah, that's where you're going. You're already there. Just do it. Go out. Where to eat, though? Joe's. Good time. Or Q39. Dude, do Kansas City barbecue. We've been doing some traveling. Yeah. And I don't even know if we want to dive into this right now. There are places out there that are famous for certain types of we, food. We can talk about it. Those places it. are overrated. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> we went to Philadelphia, and I was so excited. The heart of Philadelphia. Like, down fucking town. And I was so excited when Mello was like, let's day trip to Philly. My eyes lit up like a kid on Christmas morning because I wanted a Philly cheesesteak. And it was disgusting. I didn't even finish it. It was not disgusting for me, my opinion. Bread was hard. But it wasn't anything amazing. No, the one I got at the gas station on the way there was better. Yeah, and you can find them around here is the thing. We used to have a place called On the Roll. I don't even know if it's still in town. No, it's not. They had they a good, good. cheesesteak. They're I not didn't in like Philadelphia. It. it was so overrated for what it was. Like It was a good sandwich, but it wasn't worth driving to Philadelphia no. to get. Like I'm glad the rest of the day went pretty well. Yeah, I think Kansas City Barbecue is better than a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, 100 times better. Yeah, New York Pizza. Like it, Philly cheesesteak. Kansas City barbecue will have you thinking about it and wanting to come back to it. My mouth's watering like right Nashville now. Nashville hot chicken. Oh, it's so good. Cold Baby talks about it like once a week. Mexican food in the Southwest. Yeah. That Mexican food we had in Arizona? Cheesesteaks? Yeah. Mm. And I love cheesesteaks. Yeah. It's a great idea. It's steak and cheese on a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, Wasn't that good? good? No. Nope. Charlie's at the mall food court is probably as good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Everybody's laughing. Like, oh, you're going to have to. No, you're Twitter really you. not because, sorry, people from Philly. I got a friend who's from Philly. Shout out to Rob. It's just not that good. Wasn't that good? And we went no. to gyms. We went to the spot. The we all said our Twitter, spot. Twitter recommendations, where to go. Everyone said gyms. We went there. Not Side note, Wawa was pretty good. Wawa was also overrated. People were making it out to be like if you died and there was a heaven and it had a gas station. And if I had to go back and change my top five gas stations, wouldn't do it. Wawa's not making it. Like, cool, it's a big building and Bucky's they make sandwiches. is better in Texas. If you want to go regional, Bucky's is better. Quick Trip is still the Casey's king. is still better. I can get a sandwich at Casey's just as good. It's just not as big of a building. And Come and Go's reward program makes it worthwhile. Exactly. I can get 20 cents off every gallon of gas. So I think Twitter kind of steered us wrong on Wawa. Cool name. It is and cool name. Philly cheesesteaks because... Neither one of them were that great. Well, I'm glad we got that off our chest. Next question. Hey, guys, after listening to the podcast over the past few months, I'm looking to get back into following college football a lot closer next season. However, however, this is a long question. The main thing preventing me from really getting into Saturday football is a lack of rooting interest. I graduated from the University of Illinois. I don't think that requires much more explanation. I now live in Phoenix and my wife went to Arizona State, but they're never really that competitive. And Herm Edwards will probably only make that problem worse. I'm looking to adopt a team to follow, but I don't want to look like a huge bandwagon fan by rooting for a perennial powerhouse like Alabama, Ohio State, or the national champion Central Florida. I'm looking to follow a competitive school with a strong tradition that will have a chance at winning a major bowl game or potentially a title at some point. Do you have any recommendations? For some possible teams that I could adopt. Thanks and love the show. Also, I hate Mellow. Whew, that was in there. I added that. That was a long one. Uh, so let's get back to it. He's he living. He wants a team to follow that has tradition. And he's Iowa. near Phoenix. 
Did I hear that? In yeah, there? but I don't think he cares about location. So Arizona, Arizona State, that's not good. There's not a lot of tradition. USC. You could go USC. I think you, for him, you probably want to stay on that West Coast just because time zone. Stanford. Stanford would be a good one. Uh, they've got a lot of tradition. I love their coach. Do too. David Shaw. As long as he's there. Or you could go national, Notre Dame. Yeah, but things aren't looking good for the Irish. Mm-hmm. And Jim, we'll see what, some shit going on over there. I or? don't like their coach. Oh, you mean the program? I yeah, thought you meant the Irish. No, like, the, the fighting Irish, like Ireland. I think Irish people are doing okay. I think they're good. I'm Probably great. They fight too much, but that happens. Explains a lot. Uh, Stanford's a good one. If you want to go West Coast, I think that's what I would settle on. Washington. Yeah, I love their coach as well, Chris Peterson. If you want to go somewhat regional, Washington would be a good one. Or you can have some fun. Get a map. And a dart. And throw that dart at that map and pick the closest college to where it hits. Then you're going to end up cheering for somebody really shitty like Oklahoma, though. Well, Especially if you're good at darts because it's in the middle. middle. You could. Like Kansas. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to cheer for a state. Oklahoma, that's for damn sure. Uh, next one here comes from our buddy Richard Royal. Seems like it's been a while since we've yeah, heard from you. Like I, I, was, I was starting to worry. I think he must have went on vacation because he says, how do we punish the people who shit on an airplane? Why should we? Because it's a very small space and people are shitting in those bathrooms. I don't know, man. I, if you have to, you have to. With, it should be like a protocol. Like if you're having an emergency situation where you have to take yeah. a shit, do what you can. But if you're just like, hey, you I'm know what? Wait. I'm in the air anyway. I'm going to go shit on this airplane and everybody else is going to smell it. That's awful. No fly list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put them on there. Yeah, we don't need right. you. Yeah. On a plane, you go stink up a bus because that's how your mode of transportation (laughs) is going. You're an Amtrak. Yeah. From now on. Uh, I don't know if we punish them. I just, you know, like. You scold them. as When they come out, you let them know. I think what happens is if if you know it's one of those people that's like you said, where they're doing it just, you know, I got two hours to kill them. Just go take a shit. When they go and lock the door, you stand up to the flight, which you got to be careful with this. Okay. (laughs) Don't have anything in your hands. And just be like, hey, hey, hey. They're shitting in there. When they come out, we're all going to stare at them. Yeah. Just make it uncomfortable. Head shakes and just yeah. give them that. You know what you just, did. Yeah. You know what you or, did. Or get the flight attendant, hit the call button, and while they're in there, order a ton of liquor and put it on their seat. And they come back. <laughs> Old Seabass over yeah, there said he's like, paying. You know what? You shit on a plane when you're sitting next to me? You got to buy me a round of beers. Yeah. that We just make that a thing. Like, sorry, sir. I, I happened to notice you were gone for a while. I, if yep. you pooped on the plane, you have to buy a round of drinks. Right. Would you rather someone get up to poop or fart the entire flight? Because I've sat next to someone who farted the entire flight. I've been the guy who's farted the entire flight. <laughs> because they can't hear. So you exactly. And I know. can't hear it. So if you can't hear it, does it really happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it does when you smell it, because that was me uh, Tuesday. <laughs> After those Philly cheesesteaks and gas station food all the time. Uh, yeah. That's a bad person. I've Like I said... That's me, but I don't know. Shitting on a plane, something different about that. I don't even like peeing on a plane. I, so. I've i used a, an airplane bathroom one time, and that was enough for me to be like, nope, not doing this. I will go before the flight, and as soon as I land, it's not going to happen during. Yeah. All right. Uh, you should read the next one. Next one. Got to send out a congratulations to our buddy Tommy Tankers, the Tomcat. It's getting engaged. Well, getting engaged or got engaged? Got engaged. Uh, we might be spoiling something if he's getting nope, engaged. He got engaged. He spoiled something for me, and it was his girlfriend. I just want to know why we didn't get to do it on the show. I keep waiting. We've already done a gender reveal. Right. I really thought that maybe he'd give us a little heads up if he was going to do it. Is Dan Barnes engaged? I don't think so. <laughs> Is he alive? Is he dead or alive? <laughs> dead uh, or alive, Dan Barnes. Uh, Let us know when you listen, Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've had a bad run with Dan's dying. We really have. Go for one. Whiskey, you okay? Uh, <laughs> I think I think if anyone of our listeners was going to let us do it, it would be Dan Barnes. I think so, too. There's a list. Aunt the Oreo, I might talk about his girlfriend about too Andy? much. Andy would be in there. Cole Baby. Austin would be Ooh. another one. Except for... I don't think any of their significant others listen. Right. Austin needs to play it of like a, hey, we're driving home to see everybody. Let's listen to stick to football. And then boom, Lauren, will you marry Austin? I think I think Dan Barnes is going to be our best bet. Probably so. Well, that was my quarter. Uh, yeah. 
But then I don't know. I'm thinking Anthorio, he's going to be like the sneaky number two that would actually let us do it. Speaking of sneaky number twos, <laughs> pooping on an airplane. No. Uh, our, our, is this our buddy? Justin Stark, Stark 16, I think it's got to be. <laughs> iTunes review wants to know if we will attend Central Missouri at Pitt State. He will provide food and beer. <laughs> okay. I think that is a tip because you want us to go to your tailgate. It's like if you want us to come to your wedding. I mean, shit, he's offering to provide all the food and beer for us. That's Starkey from old Pittsburgh. It's got to be. You're, you're speaking to my heart with the Pitt State thing. I'm trying to figure out when the game is. Um, We are trying to get our football schedule. Right. That's just it all just mapped be. out. It could be a conflict. We also love those kids. What game did I say? Central Missouri. We've also talked about doing a tailgate for the Missouri Southern and Pitt State game. It's October 20th. We are unavailable that weekend. Oh, have to catch us next Thanks, week. Next week, though, you can come to Joplin. We're doing a Pitt State Moso tailgate. I'm we're wearing being, different colored shirts, I'm green. right? I'm in green. You're in red. shitty color that is. That they, oh, it's red? It's red. <laughs> it's a pretty good color. I have to wear green or yellow. Yeah. You kind of win there. Good luck. <laughs> Hopefully they've adopted the, like, black. Just have black you looked looking. at their, like, mascot, like their logo? I it's the shittiest-looking lion I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not like the Detroit Oh, Lions. and what's Pitt State? The split-faced gorilla. The only one in the country. Yes. We win at everything. Oh, God, that is an ugly lion. Why, guys? Right? It looks, I don't know. It's not even a football logo. It's terrible. they got to change that thing. Oh. I'm glad I didn't graduate. <laughs> next one. My wife and I were asked to be in my sister's wedding next month. It's costing us nearly $2,500 to go with flights, hotels, cars, and wedding attire. Do we still get her a wedding gift or is coming and being there for her enough? I'm raising my hand because I got a lot of questions. If you're in the wedding, why do you have to buy wedding attire? Some, sometimes people do that. I thought that was just accepted. No, so he's probably providing a his tux if he's in it. And her dress. And her dress. Then you got my shoes, jewelry. Yep. And then he's apparently it's like a destination wedding because they have to get flights, a hotel, and a car. You don't get her shit. She should be happy that you're even going. Exactly. She should probably get you something. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, like open bar. It better be open bar. If it's not open bar, cancel. You need to get on that points program though, with like a Starwood or a Marriott or Hilton. Make it make it work for you, buddy. Do something because that's a shitty deal. If somebody somewhere cool where you can just be like, hey, this is also our vacation. It's that much money, it better be in like fucking Hawaii. I mean, for twenty five hundred dollars, two flights, hotel and car, it's probably not Hawaii. No, it's, it's like Cancun. Montana or something. It's expensive to go to Montana in yeah, the summer. It's just been on my mind. It's probably like you're right though, like Cancun or like Florida or Florida, something shitty. I would try to swing it to where you don't have to stay at their hotel, and if it's like Cancun or somewhere, go somewhere all-inclusive. Oh, yeah, that would be a good Just idea. Be like, hey, Mexico's terrifying, and we're not getting outside this resort wall, but we will <laughs> be at the wedding. See you at the beach. But you're not going to rent a car in Mexico because then you get pulled over, and they and kidnap you, yep. and they hold you yeah, hostage. call Mr. Liam Neeson. Right. It's a thing. I've, I've seen it. So I don't know. I'm just, I don't even know about the question. I'm trying to figure out where they're getting married is all I care about right now. <laughs> That's all I want to know is where is this wedding? And why weren't we invited? That's what I want to know. All right. Know. Next one. It's uh, an Instagram question. We appreciate it when you guys do that. It is from, I don't know if I'm supposed to read it. That's where it gets tricky. That's why I just leave names off. We're going to leave this one off. Here it goes. An ex recently reached out to me because apparently she had a dream about me. and wanted to see how I was doing. Did you send this question? Do you have a burner on Instagram? No, but okay. Wow. She wanted to see how I was doing. <laughs> I thought we'd get married one day, but she broke up with me a year and a half ago out of nowhere with no explanation. She didn't know this prior to the conversation, but I just happened to be heading to her town this weekend for my 70-year-old grandma's wedding. Sorry, new invite. You won't be missing out on much. Grandma's 75 and married? That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Me. That's fucking me. It is. Like, wedding number like, eight. Yep. <laughs> she wants to get a drink while I'm there. Do I go and see where it leads or blow her off? Go. You go. You go. You get your ass to that town. Yeah. You, you find that's that all dog. About. Uh yeah, you go, buddy. Yeah. You go. Maybe maybe you get the an apology and some closure too. Like it doesn't maybe, you know, just see. I mean, worst case scenario, you get a drink and then you say see you later. Yeah. And then you get the satisfaction of telling her no. Yep. That's good. Uh, there's there's no you, way. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you you have the upper hand here. There's no wrong way to play this situation other than going in with expectations. 
don't have any. Just go just go in thinking. I think we're past that point. You think? Yeah. I I try to live with no, you know. I don't know. Just the way the question was worded seems like he should he has expectations. They're probably not wrong. I'm freaking out right now because you know how we were talking about ghost things and I can prove this. My phone is just sitting on a little metal charger right now uh, so I can read it when we're doing the show. It says it's charging. My phone is not plugged in to anything. I thought it was like a wireless charger. This isn't my wireless one's on my desk. It says my phone's charging right now. There's nothing. Hey, Dan, charge my phone too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking ghost is convenient at least. Okay, so yeah, go and have fun. Yeah, meet up with her. See what it's all about. Win-win for you, buddy. I'm still weirded out about this phone thing. All right, one more uh, from Instagram. Oh, we have two more from Instagram. Sorry. I've been working part-time as a sports info assistant for the past year, but now I'm trying to get a full-time sports info job. I've done a lot of applications, had a couple of interviews, but rarely hear back about anything. Any tips on staying positive through this process? What is a sports info job? You know, it can be a lot of different things. It could be marketing. It could be research. Okay. How to stay positive for That's it? That's more the question, not how to get a job. I know. I was just trying to figure that out. I didn't know what it was. I don't know. That's, That's tough. Because tough. I am... I'm a pessimistic person, but at the same time, I, I've never been depressed today in my life. Except for when they stopped making college football games. Oh, like That's uh, the only thing that gets me going. So That and then there was this just random year or day in November 2016. Only two times I've been depressed. It was just a random Wednesday morning. I woke up and it was just depressed. Okay. But uh, <laughs> otherwise. I'm not picking up on that. I don't, I'll know, tell you I don't later. know what you're talking about. But we, right. we were at Frank's. And we're watching TV. Oh. And we got ice cream. Yeah. It's probably like a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday night. I woke up Wednesday morning. Probably like the second hate of the world. Uh, <laughs> and then when they stopped making college football. How do you stay positive? I think you just have to realize that some some things are worth waiting for. I've, I've said before, it took me eight years of writing for free. And I finally got the opportunity at Bleacher Report. And I've been there almost that long now. But from the time I was 18 to 26, I wrote for free and had to have jobs on the side. So... Sometimes like it, it seems like it's never going to happen and it, it sucks and you're not getting anywhere, but you just got to stick with it. Stick with the grind and look for the positive things that you already have going on for you yeah. in your life. Like, there's got to be something. Yeah, your question not, read on probably the best podcast in the world. Hit us up, buddy, because we will have a beer if you really need it. Uh, but I would say look for the positive things. It's a grind, especially to get into any kind of sports, sports media. It's hard, man. Whatever. It's tough, so yep. I'd say look for the positive things that you have going on in your life right now. Oh, Dr. Phil over there. Last question. I'm moving with my girlfriend soon. was wondering if you guys had any advice. Yeah, don't. Just to clarify, I'm not really nervous, but, you know, women are tricky, and I figured who better to ask than guys that have been through a few marriages. Any advice is appreciated. So he's going to do it. Real advice. I did not submit this question, by the way. This is from <laughs> yeah. someone else who's not me. Instagram, <laughs> I have a friend, says. I have a friend who's wanting to know. Uh, His name's Wool Killiams. <laughs> 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 if you're moving in with a significant other, you got to be true to yourself and honest with like what you're looking for and what you're going to want out of that. Because once you move in with somebody, I mean, you're pretty much married. Things change and they get tough because... You're going to want to sit down, play some video games one night, and she's going to say, oh, I thought we were going to do this. So you have to lay down the expectations of, you know what? I think that's very important. On Sunday nights, that's my day to chill, and this is what I'm going to want to do. Yep. So you should probably have those discussions prior to moving in together, or you're just going to be in for a fucking hurricane of emotions and I think, not I think good. that's a very important thing is communication and expectations. So like you said, if your thing is, hey, on... Thursday nights, I go hang out with my friends, and they do this podcast, and then I go drink with them it's after. really, really good. It's, you should listen and subscribe. Uh, you can get the BR app. There's a channel on there. <sighs> Did you cut yourself with a knife? Almost. No. Okay. I saw your face, and and done. <laughs> I, I think you just have to over-communicate what your expectations are, because you are changing your lifestyle. There's a no lot. other way to look at it. You You're are. changing it, because and she, she can be the coolest chick in the world. You're yep. gonna piss her off, or a guy. Let's not yeah. even. Yeah, because we're the same way. Uh, it could be. It could be the other way around. There's gonna be an expectation. I don't want to say nitpicky bitch, but <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it thrown around. out there. I've heard it before. So you just have to. Hey, the, I, this is what I wanted to do, and 
I think the most important thing for relationships, here it is. If you're a guy or a girl, here's what you need to know about the other person. No one can read minds. <laughs> Everyone fucking expects you to be able to. Yeah. No one can. You have to communicate what you want. Right. And, and there's some compromise to that, too. You can't say, you know what, seven nights out of the week, I like to sit down with a big bowl of cereal and play PlayStation for four hours. She's probably not going to be on board with that. So you have to have that compromise of like, well, maybe you do that on one day of the week. But as long as it's a compromise and not either of you telling the other what they're going yeah, to do. Yeah, you got to stay true to yourself, too, right. or you're going to be miserable because we know that guy who just does everything every day, stays in his office, doesn't get to go out with his friends. Yeah. Life sucks for miserable. So you got to, yes, like Mel says, stay true to yourself. And I think like communication is the, when I look back at all my failed relationships, that's what was not the only fucking thing missing. (laughs) One of the things I could have done better was a couple IQ points on the other side. It's been missing. Some of them. What's that time zone? (laughs) Those are tricky. (sighs) But like we've said, be honest, stay true to yourself, compromise, and communication. Communication is key. The three C's to relationships. Compromise, communication, and... And coming up next week, we are actually going to have our intern here. Oh, my God. Walker, I don't know his Texas last Ranger. name, but we just call him TR. He's going to be here. We're going to interview him. We're going to talk to him a little bit. And also... Big news. We're supposed to be inter- interviewing a guy called Paul Patrol Scout. We've talked about him. Before. I don't know if I'm just going to be talking to two different Matts. I don't know how this works. Conspiracy theory. People think it's me. It's think not. It's me. I hope it comes out next week that it is you. I w- Everyone's like, how are you going to be on your own podcast? <laughs> I hope that you in one mic, you ask a question, <laughs> and then I just see you slide to the other side of the table and answer it in another one with like, just change it like a Batman voice. Your voice. Like you go from Bruce yeah. Wayne to Batman. Mm. But we are going to interview Paw Patrol Scout. We'll also have Walker here. We'll be celebrating some birthdays that week. It'll be an exciting show. Probably one of our best. Make sure you tune in and listen to it. Again, you can find us at stick to football on twitter.com. He is NFL Draft Scout. I am Melo Esquire. Thank you guys for joining us again for another week on Stick to Football. Mm-hmm.